Yo, what's going on, my good people? Welcome, welcome. Welcome back, man. I appreciate everybody that's been tapping in with me and that's been leaving comments, asking questions. I appreciate y'all. That sweet sound that y'all just heard was the voice of none other than my wife, Shahina Todd. I appreciate you, baby. Um, this is going to be a dope topic, but I just want to let y'all know something real quick. I have a lot of ground to cover. And shout out to my homegirl, E. She was on my other podcast, Uncomfortable Conversations, uh, a couple of times. And if it wasn't for her watching the last episode, she would have never been able to prompt me with that question of how many times have I been married. And I told her, I'm on my third marriage right now, and eventually I'm going to tell that story. She said, I'm sure people would love to hear it. And boom, my light bulb came on. And here we are, ladies and gentlemen. So why did I get married three times? Why am I on my second strike? So, again, I got a lot of ground to cover. So bear with me. This is not going to be your typical 15 or less video, okay? 15 minutes or less. So let's start from the beginning. Um, the year was 1998. I was going to a high school in Ferndale, and I, was, I actually had my eyes on my, my first wife, for quite some time however what deterred me from her back then was that she i believe she was i thought she was kicking in with one of my homies so at that time if you was my homie i'm not gonna mess with i'm not even gonna attempt to mess with somebody that you messing with you know and and that, around that time i was really kind of ruthless with when it came down to that like even if i knew who you was and we, get, we had a, like a little what up though with each other. I knew your girl and I wanted her. I was going to talk to her. I didn't care. Okay. But if, you, we, was, if we was cool, you was my homie, I'm not going to mess with her. So from there, I, uh, I was like, well, I can't get the girl that I really wanted. Let me go ahead and holler at her homegirl. And that was short-lived. I mean, very short-lived. So I didn't really care. Um, as time went on, me and my first wife, prior to her becoming my wife, we just remained good friends. Like, that was my dog at one point. And I remember going out of town, right? I go out of town because I was working at this job. And I was talking to one of my homies. And he was like, you know, I was looking at him like he was crazy because he was messing with one woman. And he was young. We was, about to, we was damn near the same age. And I'm like, yo, you... You tripping, bro. You know how many women out here? And you messing with one? You got to relax. He like, dog, you tripping. Because when you find that one that's there for you, you're going to be on the same tip. Boom. That's when she came to mind. And I was like, yo, I do got somebody that could just be there for me and only me. And, you know, uh, that'll, that'll do things that these other women ain't doing, right? And he was like, well, why ain't you kicking it with her? I said, I, I am kicking it with her, but... You know, it's, it's just, we just having fun. And he, I, that, from that point on, when he put that bug in my ear, I was like, you know what? I do need to try to make things serious for her. Because, unfortunately, everybody else that I was dealing with around that time wasn't offering me anything but sex. And I'm like, yo, I could get more than just sex from her. You know what I'm saying? She, she really good people. She cool. You know what I'm saying? She smoked weed around that time I smoked... I started smoking like crazy. So I'm like, man, we can have a good old time. And you know, we was, again, that comfortability was there because we was friends first. So 
um, prior to everything taking off the way that it did, I it was uh, I ended up getting ready to graduate. Before I got ready to graduate, I got into it with my mom's husband. And when we got into it, he told me once I turned 18, I'm out. So at first, my mom had his back on it. But when I graduated, my mom was like, hey, listen, this is what you could do, Brandon. I'm going to let you stay, stack your money up. And I mean really stack your money up, save it. You might have to get another job so you could really be prepared to be by yourself and live on your own. Okay, all this, so bear with me, y'all. All of this is going to tie in together as to how I got with my, my, my first wife. So, anywho, um, he follows up behind her. My stepdad follows up right behind her and was like, I don't care what your mama said. You got to go when you turn 18. Well, you still got to go. I think because by the time graduation came around, my birthday and graduation was around the same time. So, I go to my mom. I'm like, yo, uh, your dude said I still got to go. She was like, oh, we'll see about that. Long story short, I still had to go, which was cool in the, to, an, to an extent. It, the only thing that sucked about it was that I was not mentally or financially prepared to be on my own, and I didn't know what the hell to do. I didn't know how to manage my money very well, and I just really wasn't prepared at all. So fast forward, I'm a, uh, oh, I'm li I, I think I ended up sleeping in my car a couple of times. I might have ended up sleeping over somebody else's house too. And I ended up saying, you know, I need to lay my head somewhere permanent. So I have to, uh, I have to actually make a phone call and talk to somebody. And I ended up calling, the first person I called, I believe was my cousin. And shout out to my cousin, Lo, man, because <laughs> when I hit him up and told him what was going on, he was like, yo, that's not about to happen, B. Hey, hold on real quick. I heard him in the background talking his mind. Hey, yo, mom, yo, B's mom letting him get kicked out the house. He coming to stay with us. He ain't asked his mom nothing. He told her, hey, he's coming to stay here. And I'll never forget that salute, cuzzo. Um, so I ended up living there for a little minute. And things, I didn't see eye to eye with my cousin's mother. Like we was always into it about something stupid. She tried to argue with me about my phone bill one day. And it's my phone. Like, it was, it was ridiculous. So I'm like, you know what? I can't take this no more. I'm moving in with my aunt. My aunt was always more relaxed than my mother. And I used to go over there every weekend. So I was having a good, I, you know, I kind of had a better time over there. So I move in over there. And then I end up getting this job where I was working for that security company that I mentioned. And fast forward back to me talking to, talking to my first wife. Uh, I'm, t I'm having a conversation with her about us becoming serious. And once we did that, she, I, I explained to her, I, I can't believe I predicted this shit, but I explained to her like, hey, listen, if we end our relationship, it's probably gonna end bad because we know each other so well. Like, we're best friends, but we know each other's triggers very well. And eventually, we played on that. And it, in, 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 the, in a toxic way, not even in a good way, eventually. So we end up getting together. You know, she offered me to, I was over there so much, she offered me a key to move in. At the time, I wasn't looking at moving in with her as a bad thing because I'm like, shit, she, leased, she basically renting from somebody else. She got a roommate. It ain't like this is her, she owns her apartment or owns her house 
and I'm moving in with her. So I wasn't looking at a bad at, as a bad sign at first. You know, I'm only want to say I was only 19 or 20 at the time. Matter of fact, I think I was 20. So here it is. I say, forget it. Let me go ahead and move in with her. Move in with her. Everything going smooth at first, as usual. How everything else goes. And at some point, I started to notice. Oh, she's a bit of a control freak. Oh, she's crazy jealous. Oh, and she's a hypocrite. All right, I, what, what did I get myself into here? You know. Now, I'm not. Now, let me take on this on on my shit. I was emotionally 16 years old at the time. Very petty, very immature, and financially everything was rocky at the time because that security company that I mentioned had I not went to like let's say I got shipped to go to California or something or Philly. If I go there, I'm getting paid while I'm there. I'm getting per diem, and then on top of that, I'm getting a check. But there were times where I would be sitting at home a week, two weeks, leading all the way up to a month where I didn't get no phone call to go nowhere else. So um, while that while that downtime was coming in, I was financially not bringing in anything else, so she was looking out. So then the topic of marriage came up. Now, um, my ex was married at one point before, and when she was married, she, uh, she needed a green card. My ex-wife was Chaldean. So... I was like, you know what? I started thinking about it. I'm like, you know what? She taking care of this. She taking care of that. Let me go ahead and do my thing and do my part to show her that I'm appreciative of her looking out for me while I'm down. So I married her. Didn't nobody know that we got married. Um, I think it was a few months before I told anybody that, that we got married. And, you know, because I was ashamed of the reasoning why we got married. And I'm thinking, well, once you get your green, your green card, however long that process is, because we're so young, we can just go back to being regular. So, you know, that was my train of thought then. Then once I finally let my mom know what was going on, I, uh, she made me change my train of thought. You know, she said something to the effect of, well, Brandon, how many times you want to say that you're married? And I said, hmm, you're right. All right. Forget it. Let me go ahead and try to work this out. So it's, I'm not playing with y'all. As soon as we got married, uh, things just went a different way. Uh, that was my, that was like, I dealt with a, a series of domestic violence. Cheating became a played a part. And I take the onus in the domestic violence, even though I, I never, I didn't start it, but I didn't have to engage either. And, you know, I engaged because I didn't know no better. I was told that any woman that put themselves in a man position by putting their hands on them need to get treated like a man. And I took that process, I took that thought process to this marriage and I shouldn't have. And I, I, in, in hindsight, I wish I didn't, but the good thing is I did learn from it. Uh, again, I'm not taking nothing away from what I did wrong. It took a lot for me to forgive myself for that because what was happening around that time was not right. Whether she put her hands on me or not, I did not respond like a real man should have. So, anywho, um, that happened. Cheating played a part on both ends. Uh, well, allegedly on her end because apparently I don't have solid proof. But I believe that I had more than enough and I didn't go looking for it. Anywho, eventually she stopped coming home. I was cheating, 
having a good old time. And, um, and I told y'all about some of that cheating last episode. So all of this stuff is going on. And I eventually just, I came home one day and I'm like, yo, why do I have to, why do I keep having to clean up every time she, you know, she come to the crib and use the place as a pit stop, hang your stuff up, wash the dishes you use and get out of here. It's simple. One day I walked in the crib and I just couldn't take it no more. And again, salute to my cousin Lo. I had to call him because that's who helped me move when I moved. Now let's get to that part. In the process of me going my separate ways from my first wife, I came in contact with my second wife. Now keep in mind, I've always known my second wife. We just didn't like each other. I used to mess around with a couple of her friends. She looked at me as just a, a, a piece of shit dude, basically, because, you know, one of her friends was a one-night stand. The other friend, she was just somebody to have fun with, but she wanted to be with me. And I'm like, nah, bro, I'm not about to be with you. You let me hit quick as hell, and plus you're going to get played. I was being honest. You're going to get played. And she looked at me like I wasn't shit because of that. And I said, all right, well, it is what it is. Somehow, we ran into each other on the road. I realized it was her, but she didn't recognize me. You know, I always used to wear sunglasses and a hat all the time or whatever. So she didn't know it was me. And when she, when I took off my hat and sunglasses and spoke to her again while we was next to each other on the road, she like, man, I'm thinking somebody handsome trying to holler at me and it's your punk ass, whatever. But from that point on, we developed some type of rapport because of uh, Facebook and we was messaging each other back and forth or she'll comment on the status and you know eventually that led me to getting invited to one of her parties i don't know if it was her birthday party or what or a graduation party it was one or the other but anywho i go to this party and her friend is trying to hook us up at first she like nah we can't hook up you used to mess with my homegirl but i'm like me and your homegirl ain't messed around with each other in years don't even matter i don't even look at her the same she whacked to me now so and look, stupid me, stupid me. I was really, I wasn't paying attention to it at the time, but I was really heartbroken from what was happening between me and my first wife. So I'm not realizing that I'm just trying to hurry up and mend my heart by going to somebody else. So I, we end up kicking it. And, you know, I'm telling her about my problems at the house and what I'm going through. Mind you, she's living with her homegirl at the time. So I'm trying to figure out where the hell am I going to go since I want to leave my, my ex now. And she throws it out there for me to move in with her and her homegirl. And I'm like, uh, that might not be such a good idea. But then I had to think about it like this. I don't have a lot of money to survive on my own. I'm not making enough money at the time. So I'm like, yo. I had to tell, I had to really tell myself I'm in survival mode and I got to do this just to get away from this toxic situation. And, and on top of that, I just wasn't able to, mentally, I wasn't able to handle what I was going through. I didn't know how to deal with heartbreak. I never had my heart broken before. I was the heartbreaker. So of course, when it came down for me to get my heart broke, I didn't know how to deal with it. I handled it like a girl. So anyway, I jumped from one woman to the next like that trying to hurry up and rush through the heartbreak and at first it was cool it seemed like it was the all right thing to do 
not realizing how much I was damaging myself by not allotting my uh, by, by not allotting myself enough time to you know heal and all that other good shit that you we just started learning about like in today's world. So we uh we start moving on doing our thing. Uh, I move in. We found our place just like me and my ex ended up getting our place together shortly after we moved shortly after I moved in with them. And the week the same week that we moved into our apartment or maybe the week after I found out that my that that my new girlfriend at the time was pregnant. Keep in mind, I'm not even divorced from my first wife yet. So yeah, man, uh, I find that out. I'm happy, but I'm not happy because I don't know how to handle it, you know. But at the same time, when I found out I was having a boy, of course I was ecstatic, you know. Um, I get, I had a chance to be there for my son, like my father wasn't there for me. So here it is. Brandon Todd Jr. born, right? Keep in mind, I'm still not over my ex, but I'm trying to hide it, right? I didn't really get over my ex until my son was probably two years old. But before I got over her, I'm just really happy about being a dad. Super happy. So that following week after I found out my son was born, my divorce process gets started. And probably a few months after that, boom, just like that me and her get married because i'm like yo my son here i want to do right by him i want to give him what i didn't have growing up i didn't have that that family camaraderie i didn't know what it was like to be in a two-parent household so i wanted to give him everything that i didn't have and i don't count my step parent my stepdad wasn't really much of a dad to me you know what i'm saying so i was i still didn't feel that even with him being there so i'm like man i'm straight on this i, I want to give my son everything i didn't have and that was why I got married. Now, y'all heard me the first time. I got married for a green card. Second time, I tried to give my son something that I didn't have. So that's strike two right there. But I'm still not out. So anyway, problems came about with me and her, of course. You know, the disrespect of me not making enough money and all of this stuff. And then, um, of course, I started cheating again. And everything else took place. Uh, hey, wait, wait, let me go back. Prior to me cheating, though, I was offered a hall pass that I used, and we had a threesome. Those two things right there played a major part in what started my cheating process with her. So, with that happening, um, things kind of went downhill from there because, for one, the hall pass thing, she got pissed off about because I used it. But she was offered a hall pass, too. She could have used hers, didn't use it. Not my problem. Then the threesome. She pushed the envelope on that threesome. I just went along with it. Didn't even know it was really going to happen. But when it happened, who wouldn't want to do it? Wasn't all it was cracked up to be. Wasn't bragging worthy. In hindsight, if I could do it all over again, I wouldn't have did it. At least not with her and the girl that was chosen for it. But it happened, and she started to feel stupid about it. But... This is one thing that my homie told me around after it happened when I called him and told him about it. He said, dog, if your woman gave you, a, your wife gave you a hall pass and a threesome, that's a strong sign that she don't really like your ass, bro. Are you, are you paying attention to this? And I'm like, look, man, the hall pass and the threesome thing transpired because after my son was born, she really wasn't feeling herself. But I'm like, well, listen, 
you know I got a, a very high sex drive and a stupid sexual appetite. You need to, I was jokingly throwing out there, she needed to throw me, uh, needed to throw me a hard pass. And I didn't think she was gonna bite, but then eventually she bit down on it. And of course I took her up on that offer, but then my boy put a bug in my ear about something that I carried on into this current marriage. He said, whatever, whenever you're not sexually connecting with your woman, you should have been trying to deal with her in another light for y'all to build and grow together. Not just had your mind focused on sex. You messed up, my guy. And, and shout out to my boy, Julian. I took that advice just with a different marriage, which means she wasn't worthy of that, and that's fine. Um, he, uh, after I was told that, I'm like, damn, I didn't mess up my marriage. Or I didn't mess it up by myself, obviously. So anyway, time goes on. She starts drinking, smoking a lot. Than just smoking cigarettes. I have a big problem with women that smoke cigarettes, especially when they try to kiss after the cigarette. Like, dog, I don't want to taste ash. Get out of my face. You know, and a lot of her habits were kind of, were kind of similar to the first wife's. Uh, they were a lot alike. They were both Scorpios. One was a November Scorpio. One was the October. The only difference was one was worse than the other. I'll let y'all figure out which one was worse. Jesus. Anywho, time goes by, and what really started to play a major role in, in our departure was our differences in parenting. I started to notice every time I would come around after a while, you know, because I worked at a plant, 10 to, 10 to 12 hour shifts. So a lot of my time, that's like my second home, right? The shit, it turned into my primary home that my, my real home became secondary. So uh, a lot of the stuff that I was trying to instill into my son was getting erased every time I left. And I started to notice it with little things. Like I come home from work, I'm getting off five o'clock in the morning, sometimes 5.30 and I'm driving, I'm driving a nice little distance. So I'm like, wait a minute, why am I coming home and my son, not only is he potty trained, he got his own room with a bed that's put together just fine. Why is he still in the room? So that was the first sign of, oh, what I say don't matter when I'm gone. The biggest punch to the gut was when my son's birthday was around, when my son's birthday, I think he was getting ready to turn five. And he wanted a, a certain type of cake that I didn't agree with. And I'm like, you ain't about to get no cake like that, man. What's wrong with you? Nah, no, you ain't about to do that. So he whispers to my second wife and was like, it's okay, mommy. You know, when, when if daddy's not around, we could just make that happen anyway. Nigga, what? Hey, man, if I see that type of cake that you want in this house, I'm throwing it in the garbage on your birthday in your face. I'm not playing with you and I'm not playing with you. This is what's going on when I'm not at home. So that right there, just that little problem right there showed me when I'm not around, there's no respect for me when I'm not in the house. So in that process, unfortunately, but fortunately, my daughter was conceived. I'm going to be honest with you, ladies and gentlemen. I did not want my daughter. And here's why, before y'all get to talking shit, I, my son was already in the middle of a bunch of chaos. 
why would I want to bring my daughter into that shit too? You feel me? It just wasn't a good look. And I felt like at the time my son d deserved better. Not only did my son deserve better, my daughter also deserved better. But I should have took the, the proper ways to, to deal with things and I didn't. I didn't use protection. She wasn't on birth control. So there you have it. So by the time my daughter got here, things got worse. She may or may not have been going through postpartum and, you know, it was a bunch of other stuff going on on top of her developing her drinking habit all over again when she told me she would stop. Uh, again, differences in parenting. I'm cheating. There's no respect. Boom. I finally looked her dead in her eye and was like, you know what? We probably need to go our separate ways because I'm not even in love with you anymore. And she don't tr she didn't trust me. So there you have it. Uh, salute to my sis uh, Fee appreciate you because when we was going through that process when we went our separate ways the first time she was I was able to go to my sister house and and be lay my head and my kids had some place to go as well when they was with me and I tried to go back and make things work for the sake of the kids that didn't work so listen ladies and gentlemen I understand a lot of y'all think that a two-parent household is what's best for kids not when both parents are toxic okay is not going to work. You're going to do more harm than good. I'm sorry. It's facts, though. And I know a lot of people that went through that. So, during this separation process, of course, I run into none other who's my third wife right now. And I'm going to get into that topic next week because I didn't catch y'all here for too long. I appreciate y'all for tapping in, man. And, you know, shout out to my homegirl, E, because if it wasn't for you asking me that question, I would not have put out this episode. So, salute. And uh, I'm going to catch y'all next week, man. Get in those comments again. And let me know something. I'm out of here. Indeed.